good afternoon. It's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock somewhere. It's going to be 5 o'clock somewhere soon, but at any rate, <laughs> welcome to MagnaWave Office Hours. I'm Pat Seymour, the CEO of MagnaWave. I'm glad to be here with you. Come to you each Tuesday afternoon at noon. You used to do it at 9 o'clock in the morning to answer your questions with regard to MagnaWave, PEMF devices, training, protocols, whatever your questions may be, I'm here to answer them. You can uh, Post the questions in your chat box with you're on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you happen to be, post your questions and then they will show up and I will be able to answer your questions. If you'd like to talk to me live, just send me a text to 502-599-9722 and I will call you back. That way we don't, we don't know, I don't have anyone answering calls. So if you send me a text, I will call you back. Uh, this week, if you send a text that we want to visit, we'll send you a, a piece of MagnaWave gear uh, for your for your use and to enjoy with the new logo and all of that. So uh, give me a text, 502-599-9722. I'll call you back and we can have a discussion about whatever it is uh, you might like to discuss with regard to MagnaWave and PEMF. Of course, certainly you can post your questions right into the uh, Restream field. Tracy Walker's with us this morning. Dion is with us. So welcome aboard. We're also on uh, uh, CastBox this morning, which is the radio version. Chris will put the link in there if you'd like to go over to CastBox and listen to it as you drive or as you're working uh, more like a radio. Also, just to bring you up to speed on a couple of things that are going on, we're getting ready. Uh, as you know, we've been on Roku TV. Uh, we're adding Fire TV should be added today. I thought it was added earlier. And then Apple TV next week. So you'll be able to uh, watch these programs or any other programs that we have varying on small animal, large animal, uh, bovine, sports therapy, uh, integrative therapies. All of that is in separate channels on Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV. You'll be able to uh, watch in the comfort of your home. What we're going to do, the easiest way to do it, because it gets a little uh, convoluted when you're trying to find the particular channels, is we have a page that's going to be on the website that you can go to that page. There will be a link that you can click the link and go to Fire if you use Fire TV. TV, click the Apple link if you use Apple TV or certainly Roku, and then you can go watch. Also, uh, we'll have available for you uh, probably early next week will be individual apps. There'll be uh, biohacking wellness apps, and you can watch them on the Android apps or the iOS app, and you'll be able to keep track of all the different channels in that fashion also. So we're excited about that. It's been a lot of fun setting it up, and we're, we're growing it uh, as we go, and we're getting more and more things figured out. But it's an exciting uh, avenue if you'd like to participate potentially do an interview about your business or what you've done for wellness and so forth. I'd love to do that. Just let me know. Send me an email. We'll schedule a time to have a one-on-one -on -one personal interview about uh, what you do, how you do it, what your interests are, that whole thing, and it'll be out there for the world to see. I was on Jack I am still, De Elaine and I are still on Jack Canfield's uh, success channel, and it's been amazing the number of people that have reached out to us after having seen the program on Jack Canfield's success, success channel. So that's why we went to the uh, to the to do this ourselves and offer these channels available to you. So again, it's Roku, uh, Apple TV, and um, uh, the Fire Stick or Fire TV uh, through Amazon coming up uh, tomorrow. 
And so we're excited about that. If you'd like to participate, uh, please do. Uh, also, if you want to uh, send me a text and get a piece of MagnaWave gear, send a text to 502-599-9722. I'll call you right back, and then we can have uh, the uh, discussion accordingly. Let's see if there's anybody in the area asking a question. Good morning. Carrie is with us. Idle is with us. Uh, Carrie Collingham is it? Uh, Collingham is with us this morning, and so we got a lot of folks here, so thank you for being here, and again, if you have a question, uh, put it in there, and we will get right to it. There have been a few things that have come up. Certainly, the question always comes up about metal. Uh, can I, if someone's had a hip replacement, can you treat? Typically, the answer is yes. You always want to test and make sure that the person is comfortable, but it's all right to typically, we've not had any issues treating over metal implants or anything like that. Um, the question was asked, have you flown with your Max lately? Anything I need to do? Well, if you haven't flown, if you've never flown with your equipment, of course, a lot of people haven't been flying no matter what's going on, but typically it takes a little longer for them to check through TSA because they want to look at it. They're going to swab it to make sure that it's not any type of explosive device or anything like that. They just want to make sure that it's safe. And uh, uh, if you check it, what you want to do, if you've got a newer, if you've got one well, now the maxes have gotten smaller, but if you got one of a maxes that we've had for the last couple of years that's larger, you'll have to check it. But what you want to do is take it through and check it at the gate. It gets handled uh, better if you check it right at the gate instead of checking it in when you come into the airport because it goes down the conveyor, it gets moved around, put from carrier to carrier, uh, could be dropped or whatever. So uh, my recommendation is to check it through TSA. Always have a brochure with you, a veterinary brochure primarily, showing that it's a veterinary device and, and that you, you know it's not dangerous or anything like that. And so you want to just have good documentation. Check right through TSA and away you go. Been flying with ours now for 15, 16 years, haven't had any issues. The only issue we ever had was in Dubai where they thought it was a bomb. They weren't going to let us out of the country until we convinced them that we were there to see the Shah, the Shah and uh, uh, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Maktoun had invited us over and they let us go. So that's the only place we really had any issue with our devices. And we had no issue going into Dubai, but we had issue coming <clears throat> out of Dubai for a, a couple of hours. But at any rate, uh, also, if you're traveling out of the country, you always want to have documentation that you own the machine, that you're taking it into the country with you. And then when you're ready to come out and you go through customs, you have documentation that it is your machine, that you brought it into the country, when you brought it, so on and so forth. There are some forms to fill out if you're flying internationally uh, that are e very accessible and very easy to do. Um, and I've flown with the farms and without, and it's, it's a little easier with the forms because they, they know you're taking it in uh, when you go through customs and, and so forth. If you don't, then they kind of think, well, you bought this here in Canada or in Europe or wherever you happen to be, and you're taking it out of here illegally, you got to pay tax and all of that. So just make sure that if you're traveling internationally, you have all the necessary paperwork completed and uh, you're ready to go when you get uh, when you're heading out uh, on your travels but typically it's not an issue uh, to check your device uh, as you fly let's see if we've had any other anyone uh, deep vein thrombosis uh, will magnaway be beneficial uh, for that certainly uh, in an animal or you always want to check with the doctor to make sure that everything is safe but it's a circulation issue can you help the circulation will it break up the thrombosis not necessarily um, and or anything like that, but it's always good to check with your veterinarian if you're dealing with those uh, types of situations. Also, uh, uh, 
perfus disease in a child. That's where there's a, a issue with the with the bone into the sockets uh, of the body, and and it gets very debilitating. And circulation is often a key. So good blood flow and good circulation can help those situations nourish the area, maybe keep it from getting worse. Uh, so those are always uh, situations that we deal with, and that you. Uh, Always want to talk to your doctor when you're doing that. Uh, I had another question. Has anyone treated someone who has fluid in their calf? Uh, the doctor feels that it's water. Again, you're dealing with a situation that circulation uh, can be beneficial. So you want to aid the circulation in the area and the pulsing of the magna wave, the magnetic field into the area can help relieve uh, some of that and help move uh, the whatever it is, the fluid, the water, um, away from the area. So some very good questions, pretty basic as, as we go through, but it is something to certainly uh, always consider and talk about when you're approaching how you want to use uh, your MagnaWave. And that's something that we're covering on the, certainly it's available in our on our YouTube channel. And if you go to the, the MagnaWave website, you can search uh, testimonials by topic, and you'll be able to go on the uh, on the biohacking wellness TV. You'll be able to go, as I said, we've got small animals, large animals, uh, bovine, uh, sports medicine or sports therapy, uh, integrative therapies where people use MagnaWave along with their other therapies that they're using to further their uh, success with their clients uh, in the animal world and in many cases in the human world as well. So. Always good to be able to find uh, what you're what you're looking for. Um, <clears throat> the question is: Have a boxer experiencing uh, issues with scratching on her face and ears? She has a litter of uh, ten-day-old puppies. Any tips for treating her? I did eight minutes on low setting with my Julian tonight. Well, uh, the situation is certainly if there's itching uh, and around the face, uh, that's an inflammation. Uh, and that's a situation that if you treat the area, you can relieve it. Uh, when I had my cataract surgery, I'm now I'm finishing my last bit of drops on my right eye, and I got one more week to go on my left eye, two pa uh, periods of drops uh, per day. I've used the machine regularly. I put the coil up to my face, and uh, it helps. I think it's helped the, the flow through the eyes. It's helped the healing process to the point that when I went back to the doctor after my second eye was done, he released me for a month. He didn't want to see me in a week. He said, you're seeing well better than I thought you would be doing. Your healing is moving along very well. And uh, so he's pretty excited. He knows that I've been using the MagnaWave, and he was aware of it. But he's like any time you're for, with a doctor for the first time, it's, well, this is new and I think it's helping, but you're doing really well. And uh, so kind of like we're talking about the itching, my eyes itched. And of course, you can't touch them for the first five days. You have to wear a, uh, a patch or a piece over your eye so you don't touch it and don't break things loose. But I was treating immediately uh, after my surgery. And on the first eye, I didn't do that. And I had what they called, uh, what I called a rock in my eye. I felt that I had a rock in my eye for 10 to 12 hours after the surgery, and I started treating myself about 10 o'clock at night, and by oh, one in the morning, the rock 
as I describe it, was gone. On the second eye, when I came out of the doctor and got in the car, I felt I had this thing in my eye and it was really bothering me. And I came home and I treated myself immediately. And within an hour or so, the inflammation was reduced and it was gone. I didn't have that feeling. So that's part of the thing that we were just getting good blood flow, getting things going. And that was always exciting. Well, we have a message here from someone that would like to visit with us. The question is, I know we don't diagnose or treat, but I've got a friend recently diagnosed with BPH, uh, trabeculation of the bladder. They want to schedule uh, TURP. Any thoughts of how to use MagnaWave, how strength sessions? Uh, they have the SIMA-5. Uh, let me go get Stan over here and see if we can get him up here and we can have a little conversation. <clears throat> Stand on the phone here. Good morning. Hey, Pat. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. So you got somebody with, uh, is it bladder cancer or bladder? Uh, no. So it's enlarged prostate. Okay. And as a result of that, they're saying damage to the bladder, which is what that uh, trabeculation okay. is. Okay. And the doctor was suggesting for them doing the terp procedure. So I was wondering if MagnaWave may be beneficial, and if so, um, how with prostate to utilize it, what type of settings you would do on a semi-five, where you would position it, how long you would do the sessions, um, if, if that may be indicated for them. Okay. Uh, number one, certainly the, the uh, prostate is becoming inflamed, interfering with the batter, bladder, causing problems. And so they want to go and, and do the TERP uh, procedure. Uh, my experience personally is that the MagnaWave uh, uh, totally controlled what was going on with my bladder when I was uh, went in and they told me that when they started doing MRIs and, and uh, um, ultrasounds and, and all of that along with it, uh, they didn't like anything that was going on. I had about an eight week period before the, the um, biopsy. And when they got the time to do the biopsy, it was dead. And um, uh, ever since that time now, six years, I treat myself regularly. And what I do and what I did, and I used the semi three when I had mine and you have the semi five. And I basically sat on the butterfly coil and the large loop daily. I would do it probably for 15 to 20 minutes each day. At the very beginning, I was doing it twice a day. Um, but it was, a, it was a situation that I just did it regularly and it controlled the size, the inflammation, and certainly it had some result uh, with the improved potentiality of improved oxygenation of killing or fighting whatever was going on there. And uh, that was my personal uh, type situation. We have had countless people who have had those issues that have used all of the machines, but uh, again, uh, the semi five or the semi three, and I even use now the, the B2 that I use quite often uh, as, I, as I sleep uh, to control that. And I can tell uh, if I'm getting to a situation, all of a sudden I'm having uh, trouble uh, discharging. Uh, if I treat myself, bingo, everything's back, back in place the way the way we want it. So the doctor's been very pleased with that. What I did with my semi three is I treated on medium and high, 
And uh, I would run through a couple of sessions uh, each time that I would do that. And I did the difference because I didn't want the, the tissue to become familiar with what I was doing. So I switched up the coils and I switched up the intensities. And that's certainly how I would approach it uh, in this type of situation. <clears throat> and so um, depending how long they've had this problem and, and how quick you can bring aid to the to the thing is certainly what you need to look at if it's been a long time it could be a little harder to reverse or harder to have some result with uh certainly we're not doing anything but helping the circulation to the body to, with the pulsing and the magnetic field to allow the body to better do its job so we're you know, that's basically how we how we approach it so i would go after it uh i would do it uh, uh, once a day if you can, or as often as possible. There have been people that have treated themselves just once or twice a week in a clinic type situation that over a period of time have been very pleased with the inflammation reduction because that's basically what we're doing is we're setting the body up to better deal with inflammation, which is the root of most pain and most everything going on. So that's how I would approach it. Great. I really appreciate it. I will let them know and have them give it a shot. Okay. Sounds great. great. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Hey, send an email to support at MagnoAPMF and we'll get you some gear. Okay. Thanks. Right. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Great question. And uh, I shared a story uh, last week. Uh, about a friend uh, who's uh, been diagnosed with some with some issues uh, of the prostate, and uh, they wanted to do a, a very substantial surgery uh, after the first of the year, and after about ten weeks, uh, when they went in and did another uh, look, another uh, MRI uh, scan uh, last week, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find what had been causing the problems before. And so they're just going to sit back and, and continue to monitor the situation. But they were very pleased uh, with, how, with how things had progressed in that situation. So uh, the prostate, we have a study. There is a study. You can find it. Go to the research tab. And there is a study uh, that we did in Cuba uh, utilizing the MAX device um, on prostate, also lower uh, lumbar, knee pain, uh, incontinence. Uh, we've done studies in those areas that we have available to us to share with you uh, that's that's available. So that we do, we are doing things. We're one of the few companies, us and our the, the factory that we work with, uh, we fund these studies and uh, work with them on it. We're one of the few uh, companies with sister companies that are actually are doing some research uh, for with our devices. There's a lot of information that's been compiled over the years uh, with various devices, all kinds of devices, uh, PMF devices, all different strengths. And so there's a lot of reports out there, but there aren't many studies that have been done with specific equipment. Now, the, the devices that are FDA approved for incontinence, uh, uh, autism, uh, depression, the, the glioblastoma, brain tumors, most of those devices that are certainly FDA FDA approved had specific studies dealing with their equipment, utilized uh, utilizing their equipment and coming up with a basis for those studies. So there's a lot of things out there. People ask me, well, I can't find it. Well, what people do is when they create a device and they're going to put it onto the marketplace, they may not call it uh, this. For example, TMS, trans 
magnetic stimulation is the same thing as PEMF, and but they called it TMS, trans, transmagnetic stimulation. And so if you go to look for it, you got to know what you're looking for to find their data, to find their studies, because companies don't want to give everything that they've paid for or worked very hard for and invested in, just give all that data to somebody else to potentially knock them off or something. But it's all there. You, it can be found, and there's a lot of studies. And you can go to uh, the MagnaWave website, go to research, and you can put it there and find uh, the various uh, things that have been done. And, of course, we're working all the time to improve uh, our, the studies that we have going on and improve the positioning of the equipment that we have available. As you know, we've been approved Health Canada, still waiting for a couple of little T's and I's to be crossed for the CE mark and uh, moving down the road, uh, certainly with uh, the MagnaWave devices and the PMF solution devices for um, for use with equipment. Let's see, uh, here's a question. Let's go bring it up. Bring it in game. <laughs> Hello. Hello, this is Shani. Hey, Shani, this is Pat Zemer with MagnaWave. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Did you have a question? I did. Um, my question is this. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, you're breaking up. Let's try again. Okay. Let, let me move over here. Um, so I have a MagnaWave Julian, and um, I've also been looking at uh, the Beamer horse blanket. Um, I, I like that concept. Okay. I wondering if you could explain to me the difference between those two waves. Um, apparently, there's a difference there, and I'm not sure I completely understand it. And my other thought was, do I really need this blanket if I have a MagnaWave? Okay. <clears throat> now, this is not to disparage anybody's equipment or any other company. Uh, right. Companies are different. Products are different. When you when you look at the, the, the basic difference, the Beamer devices and many other devices are called low voltage, low frequency devices. MagnaWave devices and others are considered high voltage, low, uh, low frequency devices. So what that means is when you take a low power device, uh, typically you're getting between 35 and 50 gauss out of those devices. With a MagnaWave device, with a high power device, you're getting anywhere from 250 gauss up to 6,000, 7,000, 9,000, 10,000 gauss, depending on which device you're using. And your Julian flies, falls into the higher level of that in the eight, 9,000 gauss uh, delivery, depending on whether you're using a paddle or a butterfly or whatever. The, the concept of the blankets, to put it on the horse, I did that for years. I sold for a company called Centurion that had blankets. They were low power. And we could put them on the animals, and they would relax the animals. They, they would do that. But to get a therapeutic value, uh, they had to be used once or twice a day for 30 minutes to an hour, 
every day and it, and it, it just took time to achieve what they want for relaxation which is beneficial to healing and that they were they were wonderful but when you come down to where you really want to get some result they don't provide the quick 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 result that we're accustomed to having with the MagnaWave, with the high power devices. And all this began to change at about the same time, back in 2007, 2008, when all of a sudden we moved from the low class three lasers to the class four lasers that were much more powerful and they could prov provide a result more rapidly. We hit the scene at about the same time with our high power devices and people were seeing results after 30 minutes or after 20 minutes of use with their animals. And so that's the primary difference. Do you need that with since you have a Julian? No, uh, not trying to, to dissuade, but I'm just saying sure. no. Use your use your if you have the large wave wings, uh, buy the, if you don't have them, buy them because then you can do the whole shoulders or the hips of a horse and get the same quick result that you're looking for with the blanket. We've talked about adding a blanket to our line. The challenge is uh, they need they they may need more energy in the shoulders than they do in the hips. Well, quite often when you put a blanket on and you turn it on, you're getting the same intensity throughout the whole blanket. So you may not be able to turn it as high as you want because you're really pulsating in the hips, but you need more in the shoulder. And okay. and so whereas with your attachments that you have, you can move that those large wave wings wherever you want them and you can run them higher at one spot than you can in another spot a, as you go. So uh, it, it's you've you've got what you what you need now there are folks that would might come back and think you know i'm treating these five horses every day and so i'm going to use a blanket i don't need to do much with them so i'm going to throw a blanket on them for 20 or 30 minutes while i'm doing something else that's okay uh, but do you need to do that? Do you need to spend the fi another five or six thousand dollars getting into my result? My recommendation at that point would be to drop back and buy a soul or something like that or a semi three or a semi five. And for the same kind of money and you're still getting ten times the power uh -huh. and, and approach it from from that perspective. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that explanation. Okay, hope that helps. And uh, send support at magnawaypmf.com. We'll get you some gear. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, great question, and it's always interesting to add, answer those questions. And 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 you know, I'm not. There are people that have used low power devices and gotten very quick results, very handily, <clears throat> and that's wonderful. We don't want to take anything away from any devices, but when you get into the power spectrum and you want something more rapidly, more power will help give you that type of situation. Um, okay, here's another question. Let's bring Rian in. Rian. Yeah. Good. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm super. Good. Um, real quick, and I know this, this might be a good conversation to have with Elaine as well. I'm trying to get in touch with her, but I was tossing around the idea of hiring a not a practitioner, but hiring an assistant that can go with me to these barns and use a machine okay. and treat horses well, like with me. Is that something that I need to to have an assistant that's working with me, do, do I need to put them through the certification program to be certified, or would I be okay to just 
No, you know, that I've seen veterinarians do the same thing. They may hire somebody on to work with them before they become a vet tech, and they're doing certain things to assist them uh, with their pr procedures. And and you could do the same thing. Does your assistant have to be certified? No. I would think if you got to the situation that you acquired a second or a third machine, and you're going to have that assistant going out on their own to do work for you, then you may want to have them certified so they certainly understand everything that's going on. They know how to talk. They know. Uh, all the answers that we're looking for. If you're there with them and they're simply aiding you in put, put if you're using two attachments, you, you manage this attachment, I'll manage that attachment and you're working with them, showing them what to do. You know, you can do that very easily and, and you can even go through some people to where you're looking for somebody who really understands and wants to be your person. And so that gives you, you don't, you don't have to make that heavy commitment uh, right at the get go. You know what I mean? Well, plenty of people have done that, and, and again, they, they work through that. And if you have your liability and your insurance and things like that, your insurance company may say, well, we want you to have this person trained. But uh, from the initially to look at it, you can move right along, make sure you're comfortable with the person, and then ed educate them as you feel that they need to be educated. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. Give us a, send us an email, support at Magno APMF. We'll send you some gear. Awesome. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So uh, always good questions about how to expand. Elaine is doing a whole class now, uh, and I don't know when the next one's starting, but they've been pretty much sold out as far as the number of participants per class. She limits that so she can give the, the individual attention to all the people that are participating, and they're dealing with things like that, expanding your business, marketing your business. What do you need to do social media-wise? What do you need to do uh, with your website? How do you upgrade things? How do you present yourself? How do you answer these questions? All all of that is being covered in her in her classes that she's doing and so that's something to certainly look into if you're interested in doing that Chris might put some uh, the link in the site for those of you who want to learn more but uh, certainly if you have questions about that put them out there and we will certainly answer them um, let's see so Lee's got a question let's bring her up hey there hey Lee how are you I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Can you hear me? I can. Well, good. I am, I am celebrating, to some extent, being almost a year out of a, a traumatic brain injury diagnosis, okay. which I have successfully um, treated with MagnaWave and also a neurologist, um, chiropractor, and, and I've gone through a lot of um, reparative, you know, months and months to get to a point where, where I feel, you know, I'm ready to ride, I'm ready to compete, um, not afraid. Um, however, one of the things that's still ongoing is if I put the double butterfly behind my head, and I often do it when I'm driving. I have a, I have um, you know, a generator right. plug machine in. I put the coil behind my head, and on the right side, my eye will twitch. 
But on the left side, it's still completely blocked. There's no reactivity in that. You know, I can move it a little bit and start to get a little bit of reaction through, you know, basically kind of through the skull. But I don't, I can't really say what, you know, what that is. What, why is it only doing it on one side well certainly there, there's there's probably two things that this that this could be the right side needs additional stimulation just like when you go over a muscle you'll get some movement yep so you're you're still developing stimulation to the right side <clears throat> to the right eye to that area and it and so the fact that it needs it it's telling you that by twitching okay and and, uh, and as opposed to the other side uh, but that's an it could also be if it's a situation that the left side was damaged a little more severely that the, yeah. go ahead yeah well well I mean it's that's the thing I'm not sure which which it is although I do know that, that the right side has was swapped with the left side in terms of the neurological you know the for example, you know, you think left left side, right side, they they switched. So somewhere in that brain um, injury, you know, they switched sides. So now I'm doubly confused as to what happened and where I am. But obviously, you know, the treatment is working, and um, I'll just keep keep at it and see, you know, when that resolves one way or another. Um, but I was just curious as to your input well and that's what i was going to say that was the next place i was going to go if you had when it switched if you had more damage on the left side if the nerve was damaged uh-huh. more severely it may take much much longer before it comes back to okay. where you want it and so over time that's kind, of, that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm actually thinking it's not that the reactivity is where i need it it's actually that the lack of activity is where i need it Right. And, and that, that could very well be, and you could, could certainly you would, could discuss that with your docs and so forth. But, you yeah. know, that, that's not uncommon in nerve type situations that it's just taking a long time to, to regenerate itself, to get back where it's just, where you'd like it to be. And in some instances, I hate to say this, but in some instances that never happens because, oh. <laughs> because of the damage. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But uh, you, you know, if, if you're healing and things are getting better, that's all. That is a, a good type of of good situation. Have you tried when you're not driving? Certainly, uh, treating yeah. that left side from the side of the head or from the front. Oh yeah, and and it it can it you know it's it's painful. I mean that's the thing. Certain parts of treating my skull are actually excruciatingly painful if it's up too high. So. It's all, you know, it's it's very interesting um, for me to be treating myself. And, you know, the, the original concussion that I had was over 20 years ago. So some of this is old. Some of this is, you know, was, you know, based on a new series of concussions. Thank you, horses. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm dealing with a 20-year-old concussion where I was mid-flighted, you know, from a riding accident. And all they did was send me home the next day, and and you know we we did not have any kind of help back in the day that we do have now to treat these, you know, right away. So I'm grateful to Magnum Wave, even that you know um, that I am where I am, given 
you know, the series of concussions because I do not want to end up um, where I could end up having having a series layered one on top of the other. Right. You know, uh, we are doing a study. Of course, it's kind of gotten become confusing with the COVID, uh, but we're doing a study at, at the um, uh, University of Colorado. Um, with with uh, Dr. Larry Lyons on on concussions, and he's doing brain age scans and recovery type scans, and um, uh, one of our associates uh, who's working with him, um, Sean. Um, could maybe uh, put some information to him about your case, and he might be able to get leads uh, some uh, oh, yeah. uh, provide us with some additional information. I would be happy to speak with him and get any information and 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 be a, you know, just like my dog was was it was a test for the CCL. I did one CCL tear with just MagnaWave, and then she injured the other one. And I had she has plates and pins and screws, and she's my test dog because she's now nine, and I can't tell the difference between the the you know and she's a big ninety pound dog. Sure. I can't tell the difference between the one that had that $3,500 surgery and the one that I just healed with MagnaWave. So I've got a lot of studies going on. It happens. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. I think that that's wonderful. And, and uh, uh, you could reach out to uh, Lee uh, at the office and then she can put you in touch with uh, Sean or we can work that out to get the proper way to make that communication and, and at least just provide the information. And uh, Dr. Lyons is very beneficial in, in, in responding to our questions and he keeps us up to date of where a study is. So that'd be something that we can look at. That sounds great, Pat. Thank okay. you so much. Hey, Lee, nice talking with you as always. And uh, support at magnawaypmf.com. We'll get you some gear. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Wow. Great questions. Uh, and we are working with uh, Dr. Lyons, uh, University of Colorado, uh, on on uh, brain injury and concussions. And, and the results thus far that he has shared with us have been just wonderful. And, and certainly we want to use that information as we move down the road with the FDA and how to use our equipment and, and so forth to, to provide credibility and to certainly uh, be able to uh, help people with what they've got going on is uh, what, we like to, what we like to do. So if you have a question, there are some questions in the chat box. I'll come to those. Uh, let's see, but we have one more phone call here. Um, I wanted to see how I get, okay, this will be, I need to put this, let's just bring them up real quick. Okay. Well, we tried to reach. Uh, the question was, how do I get trained to use and buy a MagnaWave? Okay. Uh, you contact the office uh, and uh, they will 
um, if you can do it online and give them the information, or you can call the office direct. The number's on the website. Uh, it's 833-MAGNAWAVE, and tell them you want to learn more, and they'll put you with a, uh, um, a product specialist to answer any questions that you may have about uh, getting trained or how to use the device. So we're certainly here uh, to do that for you. So that would be the easiest way to do it. Fill out a form on the website or uh, give us a call at 833-MAGNAWAVE and tell them you want to learn more and they'll put you again with a specialist who will help you uh, answer your questions. We had the question, can I use uh, MagnaWave with attached retina? Well, certainly you want to be dealing with your eye doctor on that situation severity as to what pulsing could do with that. Uh, one of the people watching, uh, Bill, pointed out that uh, you'd be interesting to see with the observation if it would go ahead and detach or if it would help it to keep it from detaching and help it and potentially heal and strengthen itself. Well, certainly that's where the conversation with the doctor is always important to do. Can the improved blood flow to the area? I mean, there, there are many times that we're dealing with situations uh, for example, if you want to treat the eyes, you could treat simply lay a mat at the back of the head and treat the head. You're treating the overall blood flow of the head, of the body. You could treat the, the lungs. That good oxygenated blood is going to go through your nasal area, through your eyes. Can that be beneficial to any situation that you're dealing with? For sure. Just improved blood flow, improved oxygenation wonderful to help the body be in a better position to heal itself. But certainly it's always one of those things that you want to talk about um, with your doctor. So Bill, thank on that. Thank you for helping out there. Is there a maximum amount of time that you should do a single treatment on a horse? I had a client tell me a PMF provider does a minimum of one and a half hours per session. <clears throat> That's a question. I've been asked many, many times over the years. When I began treating, when I first started treating my, myself, doing horses, I was treating 8, 10, 15 horses per day. My average treatment time per horse was about 20 to 30 minutes. The logic was, as I was just talking about with the eyes, if you treat the lungs, you're going to treat the eyes. And, and you're with good oxygenated blood and, and improved blood flow, allowing the body to better do its job to, to heal itself. So I would treat the upper body of the horse and help good blood flow, help hip movement, help range of motion, all those types of things. But then I would come back, if they were having leg issues, I would treat a knee or a foot or a hock, whatever the, the situation may be. So there, there was no regulated time. I can tell that over the years, practitioners would get involved and, and they would love what they're doing and they'd love dealing with their animals. And so they'd treat them for an hour or an hour and a half. And then the question would become, well, I'm treating these animals and uh, how long? I can only treat four or five a day now. What am I going to do? Well, they're coming in to cut my grass because I'm working from home. So if you hear power tools, you're going to hear the, uh, the blowers. But uh, at any rate, uh, you can always give more time than you can take time away. If you're treating for an hour or an hour and a half when it comes to these animals, uh, and it's very difficult to take time away from the animals or from the, the people. Well, I'm going to just wait. He'll be done. He'll be done blowing here in just a second. Uh, I can probably reverse the camera and get a shot at him. <laughs> blowing off the... Uh, going off the yard you know we're working from home now a lot and uh, doing all of this and I, if I'd have known they were coming I'd have made the cake and given it to them told them to go out and do the front yard first <laughs> uh, they're almost finished here 
I'm certainly sorry for this uh, interruption uh, that we're having with the blowers uh, cleaning off the, the back. Let's see if I can uh, flip this around here and have a look at what they're doing. Uh, there he is. There's a microphone there. But they're back there blowing, if you can see it. I didn't see my yard. <laughs> okay, let's come back. I think it's a little better. But at any rate, uh, those are the situations that you're dealing with when you're talking about length of time. Do you have to do it an hour and a half? No, uh, certainly not an issue. And uh, there is no set time. As I pointed out when I began, I was pretty well treating 30 to 20, 20 to 30 minutes per animal. And I'd always ask if there were, were issues with the legs. And I would explain that. That's something that people need to understand. They're saying, well, you're just treating the top of the horse. You're treating the top line, the hips, neck, shoulders. What about the legs? And my question would be, are you having problems with the legs? No, everything's great. We're doing good. Well, where's this good oxygenated blood going to go? Well, it's going to go into the legs. It's like taking a vitamin. You take the vitamin, it nourishes your body, and it goes to where it needs to go and, and kind of does does its job. And so it's the same situation as you're dealing with the horses uh, that you're treating or the animals that you're treating. So, um, and, and, you know, if you got a, if you have a customer and they're used to having their horses treated for an hour and a half and you're charging a similar amount of money, you might have to spend some more time until they become educated or they understand uh, what is happening. But no, you do not have to go an hour and a half. I'm not saying they're wrong in what they're doing. People do different things. They have different procedures, different protocols for how they're doing with uh, treating their animals uh, and so forth. So great question. I uh, hope that helps. Uh, when using the splitter, do you lose any effect of the treatment by using two coils at one time? I have a Julian and have never had to turn it up to full power. Okay, and you, you pretty much kind of answered your own question there. If you're using a splitter and two coils, you have more coil. So in theory, you are going to get less power to each coil. Now, if you have both coils, Let's say you're using two wave wings and you have it on the hips and the shoulder of a horse. And as you turn it up, you will not get anywhere near full power uh, using the large wave wings because of the amount of tissue that you're stimulating. So you're going to turn it to what looks good and is comfortable on the animal. So you're doing good. Uh, if you have a situation that you want to treat a knee with a butterfly and put some a, a large loop or the wave wings on the hips of the horse, well, you're going to run into a little bit of an obstacle because if you turn it up for the knee, you're going to get too high for the hips. And, and so you don't necessarily want that type situation. But so as a rule, you are diminishing your power a little bit. As a standard, you rarely get to where you're using all of your power anyway. Uh, what I would typically do in that situation is I'd treat, if you're using uh, the, the, the butterfly on one foot and the hoof box on another foot, treat them both, turn it up as high as you want to turn it, you're going to get good result. If you're going to use two attachments and you're going to use one on the hips and one on the neck, then do them at the same time because you're going to get more of a similar type of reaction in those areas. But if you go to where you want one high and one low, that with with a splitter that causes a little bit of a situation in how you want to apply the attachments and again a lot of this is explained in the training but if you have a specific question uh please feel free to call the office uh to uh talk to teresa or to to aaron and get those specific questions uh answered okay um and they just put up the study on prostate issues good 
uh, let's see here. If you are a certified practitioner and visit a practitioner portal, we have plenty of, de oh, they're talking about research that you can use. That's from Aaron. <clears throat> what is the different gauss in the different coils? Well, to better explain that is the coil. If you're dealing with a, a let me come over here. Okay, uh, no other calls. If you want to talk to me, 502-599-9722. All right, what is the difference in the gauss in the coils? So if you have a small coil, so if you have a paddle, and the way it's made, it's, it's very tight and it's very focused. So when you deliver the energy from that coil, it's going to be much higher. You're going to get much more energy out of that, butter, out of that paddle coil than you are out of a large loop, if you will. So what basically what happens is we measure the machines on their maximum output that's available. So we'll use a paddle and we'll say a machine can go to 9,000 or 10,000 gauss just for conversation's sake. And if you take that same machine and you go to the large loop instead of the paddle, you won't get 9,000 or 8,000 gauss out of that particular thing. You might only get um, uh, 7,000 gauss or you might drop down and where you're using the large wave wings and they're real large and they're covering a lot of tissue and you get a lot of movement because of the tissue you're covering, your, your, amount, of, um, your amount of gauss may be much lower, down in the hundreds if you get into using the large loop. So it varies from coil to coil or attachment to attachment and it plays out with the amount of tissue uh, that you're stimulating in those in those situations and so that's what happens with the coil the coil itself get, uh, determines how much gauss is being delivered so for example the machines can go let's talk about the max for example the machine can go from 250 gauss to 10,000 gauss or so all right so what happens when you're using a large loop on low? Well, you might only be getting uh, uh, 200 gauss out of that device. As you turn it up, you might be getting uh, 500 gauss, 800 gauss, 1,000 gauss, 2,000 gauss as you turn it up. But then you take and put the paddle, and on low, the paddle may be generating 500 gauss instead of 250 because of the way it's made and the way it directs the signal. So I know this is confusing, and I, I know that some of them as well, it, it gets kind of convoluted. Here's the deal. Put it on and treat. Just put it on there. Put it at a comfortable setting and treat. If you're dealing with something that you want more energy, then use a smaller coil and put it on the area and put up your, your intensity or turn it up a little bit to where you're comfortable. The animal is comfortable, and, and you're getting putting more energy into the area, just like you'd be taking more vitamin C, if you will. And basically, it, it sloughs off. We always talk about 10 to 15 minutes being the, the magic number or the good number to go. If you go longer than 15 minutes on a shoulder, it's gotten all the energy that it needs right now. If you want to come back in six to eight hours and put some more energy in there, okay. But you don't need to. Uh, so a daily treatment or every other day or every third day, depending on the animal. The animal will tell you where they are with the treatments as you're uh, moving ahead and treating them. So I hope that helps um, it, with, with regard to the difference in gals. And a lot of that information is available to you uh, in the training and uh, on the websites and to get the various uh, gals levels that are, that are good. Okay, Bill. Um, good, Bill. I thank you for enjoying. Um, let's see. Aaron's putting, what difference in your RX? Your, mu your muscles work differently also. 
especially those that accommodate for distances. What is the difference in your RX? I don't exactly know what it means by RX. Um, try to clear that up for me a little bit. Bill, maybe I'm missing something. Uh, Christy asked, good afternoon. Interested in more info about the HydroWave. I read a little bit about would love you to explain how it works and how often to take it. Would it be beneficial to give a bottle of water with it when I treat people? Uh, if only treat them one time a week or less, uh, would it be a waste of dollars? When you're treating uh, and you want to hydrate, regular water is fine. It, it, we're not dealing with hydration is more important uh, than anything else that's going on at that point. The hydrowave is a, a, a method by which they take the oxygen that's in the water and they go through a process. They'll put some uh, nano sized particles of silver into the water, basically. I'm giving you the recipe. They put some silver in the, in the jar <clears throat> and then they put it through a process and the oxygen that's in the water clings to the particles of silver. And when that happens and you ingest it, it can go past the blood-brain barrier, get into the bloodstream, and potentially attack bacteria, potentially attack negative bacteria that could be causing problems, that can be causing disease. So that's the real benefit, beneficial use of, of the hydrowave. Some people use it, they mix it with, uh, with good water, and they'll use it for eye, -ish, uh, eye infections, or they'll use it for open wounds as an over-treatment to help clear up the, the silver in the, and the oxygen helps clean things, helps keep things in a position that they're supposed to be in. Would I spend the money on hydrowave to put it in a bottle of water to give to someone that I'm treating with the MagnaWave? No. Uh, use regular water. Now, if this person is experiencing something, if they're having some infections or they're having something going on in their body and they want good oxygenation, improved oxygenation in their body, that's where the HydroWave can be very uh, beneficial to their overall health as a supplement that they, that they can help them in that type of situation. There are some testimonials on the website that talks about the HydroWave, but that's basically uh, what you're doing. I take it daily. Now, I forget a lot, but I take it daily. I'll mix a half ounce of HydroWave with a half ounce of water and I'll put it, I'll just drink it. I'll move it around in my mouth so it can, so it can potentially absorb into the mucus tissue and so forth. Sometimes I'll gargle. Uh, I'll gargle with it if, if I've got a little sore throat or something going on. Uh, I've been having a lot of allergies and I had my doctors check me because I'm certainly in the COVID. I want to make sure everything is good. So I've had an allergy in my throat and a coughing type of situation. And as long as I take my Claritin and, and stay with it, then I don't get that little tickle uh, in my throat that the allergies are causing. And I had it all checked with an uh, eye ear and nose guy. But you certainly want to do that. But what I do is I take it and I, I gargle it and then I swallow. When I had my prostate situation, I was doing the, the MagnaWave every day. And then I was taking probably an ounce of HydroWave each day and to help the oxygenation in the body to help move things along to help my situation. It all worked and, and I'm very pleased uh, with how that with how that went. So um, so I hope that helps with the uh, with the with the hydroway and how to use it. Um, UCI. I'm still need to look that up and be a little more clearer on that. Um, my horse has bad casein cellulitis, has a few, uh, has his fever broke, but still very swollen, was afraid to use MagnaWave on him. What do you think? Um, 
you know, certainly check with your doctor. Um, but if you have a situation that the fever has broken and you want to improve uh, the blood circulation and the and the comfort uh, for the animal, you can certainly you can certainly do that. Again, it's, it's always uh, talk with your dollar with your doctor, and uh, and it will help relieve the inflammation. You're not going to make the inflammation worse. We are basically deal with inflammation reduction when we start talking about these animals and how this equipment is used for inflammation reduction. Cellulitis is certainly a buildup of, of fluid and inflammation and it becomes swollen. So anything you can do around it, if you're going to treat the area, treat above it, and below it and around it, uh, as I often say, to clear the highway. So when you work on a specific area itself, you got a good flow of ways for, for things and places uh, for things and fluids to, to travel to. Um, all right. I hope that helps. Um, Kathy asked, I was treating a friend for TMJ for four days straight and she came down with thrush. Would I continue treating her? Was thrush a result of treating the, M the TMJ? No. Uh, I would I would let her uh, get through that. Obviously, it is possible to treat something and you bring something to surface that's there by virtue of the flow and, and what's happening. You can and, and we quite often have that in animals that they're having a situation. We treat them and all of a sudden something is, you know, as you know, our animals, you go to you get on your horse, you ride great today. Everything's wonderful. You come back tomorrow and the animal can't walk, but it's been building for weeks and all of a sudden it's there. And so you have those kind of of things that all of a sudden sudden show up. Uh, let that be dealt with a little bit, brought under control, and then come back uh, to treat. I don't know how long you're treating the TMJ or what you're doing. I would do very moderately for five to ten minutes and, and maybe do it more often uh, from that type of situation. Boy, we've got a lot of good questions and time is running close. Um, Okay, so Aaron gives a good response there. Uh, thrush is an infection of the central and lateral sulcus of the of the frog and the horse's foot. Most often involve bacterial in, infection, uh, occasionally fungal infection. MagnaWave would not cause the thrush, and it's safe to continue using the MagnaWave for your TMJ. There you go. Aaron's on it. She's got it, and uh, she's been doing this for a long time uh, as an as an aid to me and the rest of the people. Um, here at MagnaWay. Okay, let's see. Uh, a lot of good questions. We are about out of time. Aaron's been getting some of the answers there, so we certainly appreciate that, and we're glad that you are with us. Let me make sure that there's nothing else over here. Everything looks good there. Um, okay, um, let's see. I think we're in pretty good shape. Anything else from you, Chris, this morning? Nope, nothing else from Chris. So I want to thank you for the questions. They've been great. Uh, always uh, exciting to have questions. This program will also be available on the uh, Roku channel, Fire TV and Apple TV next week, and certainly on the MagnaWave uh, pages on YouTube and certainly in the areas of the MagnaWave uh, website. So certainly uh, glad you've been with me. Uh, questions were great. I always enjoy that. Uh, I like to be tested and uh, where I have to go do my own research uh, again and more often. So it's always fun. But thank you for being with you, what, with, with me and with you. All of you who are here are with you also. Uh, wave on to better health. Have a great week and we'll be back next week with MagnaWave Office Hours. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.